Benny Hinn's favorite radio personality, broadcasting legend, Drew Marshall. Sweet Loretta Fat, she thought she was a cleaner, but she was a frying pan. The picker. Picks with the fingers, good. Okay. Tim, I don't want to confuse you at all, but yes, Pastor Lim was detained in North Korea, not the USSR. Close. <laughs> <laughs> it's the whole oh, get back man. to where you once yeah, belong. That's okay. the vibe that I was works. going for. That bro. works. Well, listen, uh, a lot of us have heard about this story in the news, especially up in our neck of the woods, because Pastor Hyun Soo Lim is a pastor in the local area. I think the church is here in Mississauga. Reverend Lim was detained by North Korean officials in 2015, February 2015, while he was on a humanitarian mission on behalf of the church he leads here in Canada, which is called Light Korean Presbyterian Church. Uh, Reverend Lim had previously made more than 100 trips to North Korea, establishing a nursery, an orphanage, a nursing home uh, in the northeastern city of, I think it's Rajin? That's that Go it? for it, yep. I'm sure we'll, we'll get, get clarification. We'll get, we'll get clarification soon from James. Originally sentenced to death, uh, after the Kore- North Korean officials grabbed him, uh, his punishment was then changed to hard labor for life. Reverend Lim, by the way, was the only prisoner in a labor camp where he dug holes for eight hours a day. He was North Korea's longest-held Western prisoner in decades, apparently. But on August 9th, just over a month ago, yeah, after two and a half years in captivity, Reverend Lim was released. Pretty amazing news. And, of course, his son James would be absolutely thrilled, and he joins us on the phone. Hi, James. How you doing, man? Hey, good, sir. How are you? Quite well. Quite well. Congratulations. We are all celebrating with you. Um, wow. You know, especially, I mean, what do you say? that You know, there's, there's things that have happened in the news, other detainees over there, and it has not gone as well for them. So, mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's where we're just full of gratitude. Look at the family. Uh, definitely something that came out of that came out of nowhere and uh, in perfect timing. Um, James, lay out the scenario where you were and how you first found out that your dad was in captivity, that he had been arrested. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, it was about two and a half years ago. Um, my wife and I we were living in Los Angeles at that time, and I recall. Uh, we were having lunch um, in a restaurant in L.A., and we got a, a call from my mom um, because this was back in, um, like, a couple of weeks before his birthday, and his birthday was on, on February 16th, and we had planned a trip for them to come out to Los Angeles, and then we would drive down to, to San Diego and, and go on a fishing trip uh, in the Pacific. So we're, everybody's really excited because it was my father's 60th birthday. Um, but then I get this call from my mom saying, you know, your dad went into North Korea and there's, there's, you know, he should have been out three, four days ago, but there's, you know, we don't know where he is. We don't know what's going on. There's, um, there's very little to no detail. And, uh, and that's when I realized something's definitely wrong. Um, at that time there was a, 
uh, Ebola, you know, crisis that was happening throughout the world. Um, and uh, Ebola, sorry, Ebola issue, and we thought that it was, you know, he, he was being, um, you know, just held back because of that or just due to exposure or something like that because he was in the Amazon and different parts of the world prior to that. So we, we were we were kind of panicking at that point. Um, so there was, there was just a lot of disarray, um, and, and the whole, I would say, 90 days thereafter was continuous disarray because he didn't get clarity as to where he was, what happened to him. Uh, it, was just, it was a very bad period. Yeah, wow. Um, James, what contact did you have or did were family allowed to have during his detainment, during those uh, two and a half years? The, the primary form of communication was predominantly through letter writing. It was very um, analog, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Very, there was no uh, emailing. There was no video conferencing in any way. We didn't have a chance to have eyes on him until uh, various delegations visited and took photographs of him. And so communication with him was very, very limited. At any other time, I mean, he'd been to Korea over 100 times, apparently. Were there any other times in previous visits where he might have gotten into trouble? There were close calls. They detained him a little bit. They were questioning. There was, I mean, what was going on? It's not, James, it can't be the first time that he'd caught the attention of the North Koreans. Oh, no. So, you know, the programs that he was involved with, you know, the the aid programs and so forth, everything was above, you know, above board. Um, the things that he did was very open. Um, you know, people that he worked with knew that he was a pastor at a very, very large church. And so there was never a time where even for a brief moment he was detained or questioned or, you know, pulled away. Um, everything was very natural. Uh, he built very, very strong relationships with uh, different people within different ministries within the government um, to continue to push food aid into those that were needing it. And And then suddenly that... You know, that happened two and a half years ago, and it caught everybody off guard. Um, hmm. You know, n- never did we ever imagine that he would have been, been detained. Oh, okay, so so it was a complete surprise. There were no red flags prior to this incident, from what I'm hearing uh, from you. And so, obviously, it begs the question, well, why now? He's been doing all this yeah. stuff for so long. Why now? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's all very speculative. Um, our, our speculation to this this point is essentially that you know the last couple of years after the regime change um, there was there was a heightened sense of I guess uh, observation around him and his actions and so forth both inside North Korea and outside North Korea and you know when he was tried uh, the main thing that they brought up was a, um, a, a video footage of him just ultimately criticizing the government um, you know it, it wasn't anything huge in terms of the, the criticism itself, but, um, you know, they used that footage as, uh, you know, part of the entire investigation. And so he was at a church in Philadelphia, um, you know, preaching at a church, and he had talked about North Korea, a little bit of criticism of the, the new government, and then they used that against him as one example. Wow. So they actually have people, I'm sure this footage was online somewhere. They didn't have, you know, they didn't send someone to the church to film this thing. Yeah, yeah it, it was available on, I believe, on YouTube. Right, right. So they were able to pull it off of there. So, you know, James, being the son of a father who has gone through what he's gone through, and your family went through it with him, and there's been hell and and just mental and emotional torment and 
Oh, you know, the rest of us can't even begin to imagine. What would you, I don't even know if you can answer this question. Maybe it's a totally unfair question. What do you say to somebody else who wants to go over and do stuff in North Korea? Would you say, don't go? I think uh, it's definitely a timing situation right now, too. I mean, right now, absolutely do not go. Um, you know, the challenge with not just North Korea, but any high-conflict region, you know, you know, say, like the Middle East as well, um, you know, for, for those that are in that kind of realm of, you know, helping others. So in my father's case, he, he had a bleeding heart for those that were, you know, starving at night and not going to sleep um, full. And... You know, it's hard for us to tell people don't go anywhere that's of high conflict because there are people that are starving and there are people that are in need. Um, and if there aren't people like my father to do it, I don't know who would do it. Right. Um, you know, and it's uh, it, it's a battle. I'll be honest with you, Drew. Like, you know, from a standpoint, from you know, and I've and I've traveled with my father to other parts of the world and and seeing what he does. I mean, it's it's something that not anybody can do and. Uh, yeah, we, we can't say to somebody, don't go or go. Right. But I think in this current time, in the context of North Korea, absolutely not. Uh, James, I, I want to introduce my engineer here, my co-host Tim, because he wants to ask you a question. But just before Tim comes on, let me, let me ask you this. Would you ever and have you ever sat down with your dad and said, Dad, stop doing this. This, you are putting yourself at risk and it is wreck you're killing your family here we're so afraid and let somebody else i don't know you know what i mean have you had that kind of sure, what sure. stop it thing <laughs> yeah he's uh he's a man who sets his own path um you know we were definitely a lot more engaged when it comes to um i guess some of the the directional um decisions that, he, that he's going to start making um in this kind of next chapter of his life um, so, for me, you know, it's, it's been an ordeal, um, speaking with the government and trying to organize everything to, to get his release, and so I think he, he finally realizes the, the gravity of it. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's promised us as a family, as a father to a you know, and, and husband, that he wouldn't, uh, you know, place us in that situation ever again. Interesting. Wow. Because mm -hmm. here here he's back, and he's, he's, I mean, I read the first message that he gave to the church and you can find that online anywhere people... Uh, by the way, we are on the... I, I, for, I forgot the letter. I forgot people are listening, so let me just re remind people what's going on. First of all, you're listening to the Drew Marshall Show. That's my name. We are on the line with James, whose father... And James, am I pronouncing this right, Pastor Hyun Soo Lim? Yeah, it's pretty pretty bang on. All right. For a white guy. I'm, yeah, I'm not as awkward as I thought I was. His dad uh, was Reverend Lim, or is Reverend Lim, and he, of course, was detained by North Korean officials in February 2015. Basically, he was in, in prison, hard labor, for two and a half years, digging a meter by meter holes. In the winter, they'd be frozen, so his hands would be frostbitten and blistered, and you know, and in the summer he'd be—he really had a g tough in the summertime, the hot months, because he was actually hospitalized pretty badly. And so he reads this thing as he comes back to his congregation, and it basically says stuff that you would expect a pastor to say. Forgive me for being so, <laughs> so such a jerk about this, but you know, he says stuff like, "Yeah, it sucked, but God is amazing. God's bigger than everything." And I and and I learned a lot about and God and I drew close and. And God is and victorious, you know, positive, you know, raw, raw uh, Christian stuff, which basically means, does he not have to say, and I'll go back again if I want to? 
Like, how can he say God's hand was all over this and then go, oh, but I'm not going to go back ever again because it's scary? You know what I mean? Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, um, it's, it's not a, it's not, I think it's a, a difficult thing to answer just because it's, yeah. um, you know, there's limitations to what I know as well. I mean, I don't know what had gone on kind of within his uh, his own head in terms of his uh, you know, personal spirituality while he was in, in detention in North Korea. Sure, sure. Um, knowing my father, though, I mean, you know, you bring up a good point about all the, um, I mean, people could see it as fluff, you know, yep. um, or, or the stuff that you have to say as a pastor. But yeah. knowing my father and, and who he is and having grown up with him for, you know, um, for, for 30 some odd years, I could say that as a, as a, as a son, you know, he's, he's shown me, um, you know, behind closed doors, you know, within the walls of our family that he, that that's who he genuinely is. Wow. Um, you know, he takes everything extremely positively. Um, you know, as a kid, I would whine and complain growing up, and he'd always be able to kind of reflect and share with me the positivity through everything. And, and and the biggest testimony for me after he came out has been that for him to maintain that perspective, even after two and a half years of, um, you know, ultimately, you know, becoming a slave to these people after giving his entire life to them. Hmm. And that's something that we're, you know, for me personally, is, is such a huge testament of, you know, his faith in God, um, because that's what the church is ultimately set out to do. That's what we're commanded right. to do. Right? Amazing. Amazing stuff. Seriously. Well, uh, you know what? I forgot that. Is he even allowed back in the country? I, I don't think so. I mean, there's no rule that, that says you're, you're allowed or not allowed, I mean, if, unless you're uh, expelled from the nation, but he wasn't expelled. Um, but as far as uh, I'm alive, I don't think we're going to be letting him. No. Okay. <laughs> right. uh, the law, the government of North Korea does not have an ankle bracelet on him, but his family does. They're a big and heavy one. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, Tim, uh, come on into this. Yeah, two quick questions, and I think they're kind of related to two things we've just mentioned. Uh, one, I'll go with the family backing up a bit. Was it yours, or was it another sibling that had a, a daughter, and it was like the first time he's ever met his grandchild? What was that like? Yeah, it's uh, so she's my daughter. Um, she just turned one. My my dad was here. Well, both my parents were here to celebrate her first birthday last Saturday. And uh, it was funny. We were at the airport um, when he was coming in, and, and I shared this to the media before. But <laughs> so he jumped off the plane. You know, the, there's a lot of footage on that. And then he, he embraced my mom, and then he literally looked at me, said hi, <laughs> asked where my daughter was, and went right to her. <laughs> and then he. He took her for my wife and just embraced her for a few minutes. So, That's cool. Is that um, your first child? A, it's our first child and his first grandchild. Well, wow. get, get used to that. I remember that experience, and I wasn't even <laughs> in captivity. And I just remember, oh, hi, nice to see you, son. Where's my grandkid? Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly, yeah. yeah. Second question, how much do we owe to the, the Canadian diplomacy aspect of it? Oh, huge. I would say that the, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, People engaged on on this case, and you know, a lot of the bureaucratic, uh, you know, folks that were behind the scenes have, have done a tremendous amount of work, um, you know, negotiating, handling um, every facet of this whole thing. And so, and was there know, a th- was there a third country involved as well? Do I remember that correctly? Well, Sweden is the protecting power of 
for, for all Canada relations in the VPRK. And, and how many people do they have in their office in North Korea? I don't know how many people they have, but I know the ambassador himself uh, was <laughs> engaged on numerous occasions when it came to visiting my father as well as organizing different visits and so on. Okay. So we're very grateful to the Swedish government. Yeah. I read somewhere that there was like one person oh, really? sort of handling that. Yeah, wow. I, yeah, I think it's it's super lean the way that they operate out there. Does he not sound, uh, James, does he not sound like Tal, Tal Backman? I, the second he started speaking, Isn't that's that the amazing? first thing I thought about. So, James, there's a, there's a Canadian singer that you may know of, Randy Backman, uh, Backman Turner Overdrive, Taking Care of Business. Uh, guess Who? Guess Who, American Woman. His son, Tal Backman, had a big hit, She's So High, and you guys sound exactly the Crazy same. Crazy exact. Just, that's so funny. Except I'm Asian, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's good. I, I sense the same sort of dry sense of humor, Oh, yeah, too. totally. Totally. Oh, man. Too funny. Well, listen, um, wait. If I go, I was going to say I'd like to go, I don't go to church anymore, but if I went to your dad's church, would I understand anything? Is it all in Korean? I think if you go to the, the, the bigger service, which is at 11 o'clock, I want to say, they have um, translation available. So, you, uh, you so know, I wear headphones I like I'm at the UN? That's right, like you're at Unga, yeah. Yeah, this, is cool. Cool. this is yeah. really cool. And you'll, you'll fit right in being a real tall white dude. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you won't yeah. stand out no, at all. not at all. <laughs> Amazing. James, listen, you know, none of us will really get it, but we all got a little snippet of it. And, you know, in this world where there's a lot of bummer things happening. Like the start of our show today. Like the start of our show, which is so depressing. Um, no, but like, you know, just even natural disasters and, and Trump, which is like a natural disaster. There's just so many bummer things happening. And for all of us to be able to latch onto this story of hope and restoration, man, it's just... I feel like it's such a privilege, well, to talk to you today, James, and, and on behalf of oh, my on behalf of anybody who listens to this show, we're stoked. So stoked. Really cool. Thanks, James. Really appreciate your time. Of course. And, and thank you guys uh, again. I think the Canadian public has been just absolutely awesome. Um, you know, we're, we're so grateful as a family. I think uh, you know, the response and um, just even in public, I mean, my father's not recognized and you know, the, the generosity of people in Canada has been and our point of love has been absolutely incredible. So awesome. We're extremely grateful. Thank you, thank you. Very cool, very cool. It'd be great to meet you one of these days, James. I appreciate your time, and uh, enjoy the weekend. All right, thank you, Drew. Take care. Bye, Bye. James. Bye-bye. There you go, folks. That's the uh, son of Pastor Hyun Soo Lim.